0: Mount Horeb. From Rodeo Queen to Radio Queen, this is the Farm Report with Reba McClone.
1: Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, December 31st, 2019. It is the last day of 2019. Are you all ready to mess up your dates and put everything as 2019 instead of 20 for the next 12 months? Hopefully, we'll all actually get over the hump of putting a new year in our dates before then. As we look ahead into our show today, we've got some opportunities for you to find new ways to improve yourself. Are you looking to eat more fruits and vegetables or eat more locally? We're going to have a talk with Ryan Matthews about how you can sign up for your community supported agriculture or CSA programs and find the one that fits right for you. We also have Josh Scramlin talking with Laura Daniels about what kind of side hustle she's been doing to help make ends meet on the farm. And then lastly, we'll be talking with Plia Zhang about different agricultural majors at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So for students who might be listening and thinking they may need to shift majors after finals, we have an opportunity for you to learn about some of the different ones that are offered at UW-Madison. Of course, we'll talk with egg Meteorologist Stu Muck and go over our market numbers as well. We'll be back with that look into CSAs right after this.
2: In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide.
3: There was a day in my life on New Year's Eve when I dreamed of sitting up into the late-night long hours into the early morning of the next year, for that matter. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, and needless to say, Pam... I don't think I'll make midnight tonight again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, with our hours, that's not exactly unexpected. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest bar to Madison. I do want to wish everybody an early Happy New Year's because uh, you're right, Scott. There's a lot of us that are going to be trying to take those extra hours into account for sleep instead of celebration. But still, Plenty of folks that are going to be making their resolutions, thinking about what 2020 holds in store for them. This morning, we focus in on one discussion you might want to have earlier as opposed to later. And that's if you want to be involved in working directly with a farmer, buying a share, getting a box, Taking part in what fresh produce around Wisconsin is come 2020, the earlier those farmers know about your decision to be involved with them, the better decisions they can make on what they want to plant. Reba McClone joins us now with more.
1: CSA, or Community Supported Agriculture, is an opportunity for people to get produce directly from farmers, but delivered to their door instead of maybe having to go to a farmer's market. And this time of year, you might not be thinking about where am I going to get fresh locally grown produce. Ryan Matthews is the Development and Communications Coordinator at the Fair Share CSA Coalition, and I asked him if fresh produce was available to people this time of year via Holiday Boxes.
5: Absolutely they're a thing. Uh, A lot of our farms in the coalition do large holiday boxes immediately before both the Thanksgiving holiday as well as the Christmas holiday, and this is a terrific opportunity for people to source fresh, local, organic ingredients to prepare for those wholesome, traditional meals for their families. Do you have to have been a member to get these boxes, or are they available to the general public? The holiday boxes themselves are considered their own membership. So you don't need to have been a CSA member during the summer season in order to purchase a holiday box. They are kind of a one-off share of the harvest season.
1: So it's kind of this specialty item. What might be included in some of these boxes regarding those for those meals? Because I don't think about fresh produce in
5: November and December. Absolutely. So a lot of what is included in the holiday boxes, as well as I should mention, a number of farms are doing winter veggie lovers shares throughout November, December, February And they include a lot of root and storage vegetables, things that are going to keep well. And so I, for instance, am a member of the Driftless CSA Winter Veggie Lovers Share. And every other week I get a big delivery of carrots, potatoes, sweet potatoes, celery root, onions, things that work great in soups and stews. And keep well and grow well in high tunnel hoop houses.
1: I want to talk about CSA signups. So you talked about the winter signups, and those are going on at
5: some. But what about if we're preparing for twenty twenty? A number of our farms are already actively pursuing members for the summer season twenty twenty sign up, and they're running early bird specials and offering gift cards that you can give to your families for CSA signups. Traditionally, the summer season sign-up peaks in February and March, and that's when we also host our annual Find Your Farm event at the Monona Terrace. It's a great way to meet your farm. If you haven't signed up for a CSA membership already, it's a great way to meet farms and choose one right there at the event.
1: That's really cool with the Find Your Farm event, and I kind of want to go a little
5: bit into that about what should you maybe be looking for in a CSA? There are a number of variables to be looking at. Fair Share CSA Coalition actually has a tool on our website to help you narrow down and find a CSA farm that's right for you. We call it our farm search tool, and it looks at a couple of different criteria, primarily farm location location. And drop-off location and pickup days are big concerns for people. They want to be able to work it into their life schedule. It's also a good idea to visit the website of each individual farm to see if you can find a sample of what's in a typical share
1: our CSA is something that are easily available to everyone. I know sometimes a lot of people who may be facing financial struggles, it's difficult to really get those fresh that fresh produce on their table. Is there opportunities for those people as well?
5: A big part of what Fair Share has been engaged in since the early nineties has been providing access to clean organic food for families of all incomes. We actually started a program called Partner Shares. It works with limited-income families to provide funding assistance for them to purchase CSA shares directly from Fair Share Farms. What the program does is it provides funding for half of the cost of a share, up to $300, to help families with limited incomes access the same healthy food that the rest of us enjoy as well. Why should people be using CSAs? A lot of the changes in CSA in the last few years has really been thinking outside of the traditional box that you receive. There are new membership types. There's your traditional weekly full share. There are also farms that are doing every other week shares or half-size shares. This is great for people who maybe have kids leaving the house, don't have as much of a need, for a full box of CSA now. Uh, There are also farms that are doing you-pick CSAs, where you travel to the farm and pick your own produce, as well as market shares, where you sign up. And you get a gift card to that farm's farm market, and you can spend it at their Saturday farm market at Dane County. Uh, But CSA is about so much more than what's in the box. It's really about that farmer-member relationship.
1: How are growers determining what they're going to put in their boxes? Do they kind of have a set regimen of this is what I grow? Or can members maybe have a bit of an input as well?
5: It's a couple different variables. One variable certainly is that consumer demand. If they know that their members really want a particular vegetable, they're going to make sure that they can include it in their CSA share. Another variable might just be farmer preference. If they really personally dislike rutabaga, chances are that farmer isn't going to spend their life growing rutabaga.
1: About how many farmers are involved in the Fair Share CSA Coalition?
5: We have a list of all of our farms at csacoalition.org. Right now we have about 44, 45 farms. Most of them have deliveries in Dane County, Madison area, just by the nature of our history. Going back, we used to be known as the Madison Area CSA Coalition. In the last 10 years or so, we've really branched out to include farms with deliveries and locations outside of Dane County. So we have farms that service Milwaukee area, Madison, uh, also central Illinois now, and the Twin Cities.
1: That's quite a few farms. And on average, about how many people can each farm take in their sign-up?
5: One of the things that I have really appreciated about working to promote CSA is that Our farms are so different. We have farms in the coalition that are working to reduce the number of their CSA shares down to, say, 90 shares. If it's just one person working the farm and they don't have any farm help. We also have farms in the coalition that are hoping to increase their number of shares to well over 1,000 members. So it really depends on the farm the size of their uh, tillable land and how much they want to have in cultivation in a year. We have farms that are currently cultivating even as much as a single acre and sustaining a full-time farm business on that acre.
1: Have you seen a increase in interest in CSAs in recent years? Is that why things have really seemed to bloom in the Madison area?
5: There is definitely an increased interest amongst consumers in sourcing reliably organic, clean, healthy food for their families. There are so many claims about food that people see in stores that are impossible to double check independently. And so having a a connection to a local farmer really helps people take out a lot of the guesswork in the food that they're sourcing, in the food that they're feeding their children.
1: And lastly, Ryan, how has CSA embraced new technologies and how might they be looking to
5: branch out? One thing we want to make sure people know is that CSA isn't just a summer activity anymore. There are farms that are offering CSA shares that extend well into the late autumn and early winter season, as well as farms that are able to offer early spring shares. And a lot of this comes down to new technology. So growing and starting planting in high tunnel hoop houses that extend seasons and allows farmers to plant earlier is a big thing. And so We would encourage people, regardless of the season, to look into whether CSA is right for them and to see if there's a farm that is currently able to meet their needs. A second thing I wanted to mention is that Fair Share is currently involved in a national CSA group called the CSA Innovation Network that is coalescing farm support networks all across the country to act as a resource for CSA farmers from coast to coast, not just Wisconsin, not just the Midwest, but really providing a resource library for farmers all across the country to promote CSA and provide national resources for local farmers.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan, for sharing all that information regarding CSAs and what they have to offer, as well as what the Fair Share CSA Coalition has to offer. That was Ryan Matthews, the Fair Share CSA Coalition Development and Communications Coordinator. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison,
6: I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
7: Have a great time with family and friends at the entertainment environment in the golf suites at Vitense Golfland. Have fun while you watch Packer and Badger football games in your private golf suite. Relax in comfortable chairs and bar top tables as you enjoy food and drink items off the signature hole and grill bar served by Friendly waitstaff. Top Tracer is available in every bay of the golf suites. Point games played like darts is an awesome game for any level of golfer, even new players. Watch, eat, practice, and play in the golf suites at Vitense Golfland.
2: Another Rig Your Ride idea from Madison Auto Trim. You would love your very own personal magic wand, where one wave and your world would change in an instant. It's the same feeling with a remote starter from Madison Auto Trim and Accessories. Start, warm, or cool your car. Have yours installed starting at just $399. Madison Auto Trim and Accessories. Affordable luxury you deserve to have. Improve what you already got and rig your ride with Madison Auto Trim.
8: There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, Wisconsin construction? No problem. She and her horse are champion barrel racers, and
6: those
0: orange cones are no match. This is the Farm Report with Weba McClone.
1: All right, good morning and welcome back. It's 520 right now, and we are on the line with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, we finally got that snow for 2019.
9: Yeah, a little bit of snow to make it white to start the new year, you know. Outdoor recreational people might think it's looking like a better sign.
1: They, they might. I'm not one of those outdoor recreational people, but it is nice to see some snow
9: finally. Well, yeah, as long as you don't have a a big trip planned last night or early this morning, plows are out and working, and we've seen precipitation. The weather radar still indicating that there's a little light snow in southeast Wisconsin, northeast Illinois, Indiana, but it's all pulling away. The low-pressure system, the center of the storm, if you will, is up around the eastern end of the UP, starting to pull up into Canada and away from us. And what that'll mean is, although we start out with some cloudiness around this morning, but throughout the day, any talk of precipitation ends, skies will start to clear out. The better news is there'll be a little sunshine yet here late on this New Year's Eve day. More likely skies clear out a bit overnight and we have sunshine for New Year's Day. Oh, sure, temperatures will be a little bit cooler again, but believe it or not, even when I say cooler, we'll still be around and above those normals. 27 the normal high, Madison 26 at lacrosse, the nighttime lows 12 and 10 respectively. We're not going to be quite that cold even as we start the new year. It warms up once we start the new year as well. I'll check that forecast right after this.
4: Castles, cows, and culture. That's some of what you'll get on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yankee telling you to come on along. We're headed to Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. Some of the stops include Glasgow, Edinburgh, Belfast, and Dublin, plus agriculture highlights like visiting an Irish dairy farm and also an expansive rural life museum. Get details, 800-826-2266, or email Pam at midwestfarmreport.com. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee wants to turn your
7: baby into a fabulous farm baby. Go online now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Check out those adorable baby bibs and sign up to get yours absolutely free. Thanks to the wonderful folks at Quick Trip. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't delay. Log on now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Here's a chance to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby.
1: All right, and we are back once again getting the inside scoop from Stu Muck about what the weather's looking like, and it's still going to be pretty mild out overall, it sounds like.
9: It is, Reba. I don't think it's going to be a... A major cold shock for anyone. Let's talk about some cloudy skies, a little bit of that light snow in far southeast Wisconsin this morning, and those clouds that we're all going to see will start to clear. Mostly sunny skies developing. Upper 20s, close to 30. 30, Madison, the warm spot. The west winds 5 to 15. They'll gust to about 30. Overnight, now, we clear it out and cool back down into the teens. Now, that's where we get closer to a normal nighttime low, but not quite that cold. The west winds about 5 to to 10. Mostly sunny New Year's Day. That doesn't sound bad. Mid or upper 30s for a lot of us. And the southwest winds 5 to 15. They'll gust to 25. Partly sunny Thursday. Warming up around 40. Madison 44. Southwest winds 8 to 18. But by Friday, Rebo, we keep pretty mild in the upper 30s near 40. Could be a little snow to take us on just into the new weekend.
1: So it sounds like the stuff we got today might be gone by Thursday.
9: Well, it'll melt off some. I don't know if it'll fall at all, but it'll probably get worked on. You're right.
1: Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you so much, Stu, and we will check in with you again on Thursday. We are not with you tomorrow.
9: That sounds like a plan. I think I'll sleep in.
1: You do that, Stu. Thank you once again, and have a happy new year.
9: You too. See you next year.
1: All right. That was Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck, and we'll be back after this.
6: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
4: Hey, have you reserved your spot for the 2020 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo? Registration is open and there's no better time. The early bird deal ends January 12th. This year's expo, February 6th and 7th at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. Attendees will be able to connect with fellow corn and soy producers as well as pork producers and with a massive trade show featuring more than 100 companies and over 160 booths. There's plenty to see and do. Register at cornsoyexpo.org. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com.
10: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
13: At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to keep harmful secondhand smoke out of our public spaces and workplaces. And fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. We're fighting for a day when kids no longer battle airborne poisons in their own homes or the fear of an asthma attack. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. Join us in the fight. Visit fightingforair.org and read about just a few of the many ways the American Lung Association is fighting to protect the air we breathe, both indoors and out. See what you can do at fightingforair.org.
2: Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them.
3: My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket-propel grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. You don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm Okay.
2: Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org.
3: It might just be the neighbor letting their dog poop in your yard again, but having outdoor lights that sense movement are great when you want to know what's creeping around. We have lower maintenance and lower cost safety and security lights ready to put the spotlight on. Spot. This is Scott from EverReady Electric. Before our family became electricians, we were busy farming. That's where we get our Ever Ready work ethic. EverReadyElectric.net We are EverReady
6: In baseball these are the moments that bring us to our
2: seat
14: But the most important moment happens when we all stand together
2: United for a great cause
10: We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we together will defeat cancer.
6: I'm Matt Damon.
14: I'm Candace Patton.
6: Joe Manganello.
14: Jordana Brewster.
6: Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba.
14: Cancer has in some way touched all of us.
6: So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones
0: affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org. Stand up with us.
14: Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier Energy Efficient Systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more
13: complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert.
10: Call your Carrier factory-authorized dealer. RA Heating and Air Conditioning in Evansville.
11: All right, Zach, uh, let me ask you this question. We put it out on our Twitter feed earlier. Uh, You know, you saw Oklahoma just get hammered Saturday night in the college football playoff semifinal uh, we said, what would you rather have as a Badger fan: get in the Rose Bowl and win, or be in the College Football Playoff and lose and lose big? You would say what? Yeah.
15: I just think the playoff is just that's what college football is right now. It's like why this, why the Rose Bowl. While, while I still think it's it's amazing and it's awesome that they're here and it means a ton. The playoff is where you're supposed to get. The playoff is where you get. So I think still getting the playoff would be huge. I know the annihilated part just
8: <laughs> throws
15: a little bit of a wrench into that, but. Gosh, it'd be pretty impressive to get—pretty impressive to get to uh, a college football playoff, even if you do get annihilated. Yeah. I, I well, it, the, it's the it's annihilated comes to, from Oklahoma, it's Zach. It's come from Oklahoma. It was inspired by the Sooners. Yeah, I mean, and Oklahoma had been there a whole bunch of times, so. Uh, maybe it's not a big a deal for them, for Wisconsin to get well, there. That, and and get that was my point.
11: That's what I would say. Of course you want to be there, Zach. I'm just saying with, with the damage of saying, like, because, you know, the national media loves to say how Wisconsin's pretenders and they're this and that, that they'd just be lambasted if they got in yeah. there and got trucked.
15: No doubt. Kind of like Michigan State, what, when they got the heck snapped out or heck crapped out of them uh, by Alabama a few years back. <laughs> So, Zach, yesterday, or was it yesterday uh, for media day, Chris Orr was talking about they're here to play a football game, we're here to win a football game, we're here to be champions. How was the media coverage? Are they pretty stoked and hyped up for, for the Rose Bowl? Yeah, that was a little bit of their defensive um, media session. They'll have the full media day today out at the stadium, do their team picture in, in the prep pep rally uh, downtown here in L.A. They're going to be doing it. So it's a busy day today. But, yeah, yesterday, I, you know what? Like people are – have like some have said that Oregon is taking this – all business right that they're not they're going to do these team activities but they're not having uh, a great time they're all about winning a football game and Wisconsin on the other hand is enjoying all these activities and Chris Orr made a point to say that yeah they're enjoying the activities but they're enjoying the activities in the moment when they're on the field when they're studying for it it's all about football they came here for you know one reason that was to play a football game to win a football game and to be champions and that's what they're uh, aiming to do and I think that, that there's been a little bit of a um, I guess a me- different messages coming from about both programs, but I think Wisconsin's focused in and they know exactly well, why they're here and why they want to win it.
11: Visiting with our sports director, Zach Halpern, he's uh, live at the Rose Bowl. Uh, well, to that point, Zach, I-, I would say the comeback or the counter is Paul Chris' Bull record. Uh, it's currently tied for the nation's longest. So clearly uh, what he's doing, the preparation works. So then my question is, has anything deviated from that that you've seen on this trip or is has, has have they been loose at the other bowls because Paul Christ has never lost a bowl game since becoming head coach
15: of Wisconsin like no one's wearing their mickey mouse ears at the presser yesterday were they no chris kept those at home he left that back <laughs> in the hotel so no but no but you guys are you're right paul christ has not lost a bowl game But his bowl plan is exactly the same as Barry Alvarez's was, and Barry obviously was very, very successful in all his bowl games for the most part, especially here outside of the the 2013 game. I mean, the other three times that they were out here with him as the coach, they won those games, and I think Paul is uh, following the same exact plan.
11: Zach, speaking of being there, you know, they've been there a lot in this game the Badgers had, but they haven't won In 20 years, uh, how much has that been brought up that, you know, we think of Wisconsin and Rose Bowls, what we don't think of is the last three haven't really gone that well. Uh, You know, how much is that playing into this? The fact that the Badgers haven't won in this game in 20 years.
15: Well, and I think that's the thing that could make the, the, their legacy. Like, obviously, the, the 2010, 2011, 2012 teams, they all won Big Ten championships, and so that's they're going to be remembered for winning Big Ten championships. They're not remembered for winning the Rose Bowl, but the 93, 98, 98, 99 teams are, you know, Big Ten champions, but also Rose Bowl champions, and you celebrate celebrate Rose Bowl champions. And I think that's kind of what their goal is. They want to be able to come back in 15, 20 years and talk about the year that they went and won the Rose Bowl. and you know, I don't think we're going to be celebrating the Pinstrike Bowl champions. It's the freaking Rose Bowl, and so it's all about they want to win. This, they want to win this game because it is going to mean that they're going to be talked about 20, 25 years from now. Just like maybe not on the same level as those uh, other Rose Bowl winning teams, but certainly will not be forgotten uh, the way some teams have been. Zach, how does a Wisconsin match up stack up against Oregon? Can Jonathan Taylor? What does he need? 320. 326 yeah, 326 tough. I mean <laughs> I know Oregon's got a, what they got a top 10 rush defense right They do yeah Oregon's in the top 10 in the rushing defense This is not the same Oregon like if you're expecting the same Oregon team that Wisconsin saw in the 2012 Rose Bowl you're going to be um, disappointed
1: Welcome back. It is currently 535 on Tuesday, December 31st. Looking back on 2019, it was a hard year for agriculture, and finding ways to make ends meet was difficult for some. Starting a side hustle is something that one farmer decided to do, and Josh was able to catch up more with her. And now from the Landmark Service's Cooperative Agribusiness News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday.
0: It's Josh Gramlin for the Midwest Farm Report, and I am joined in studio by Laura Daniels. She is a dairy farmer in Cobb, Wisconsin. Laura, thanks for stopping by. Glad to be here. So not only are you a dairy farmer, but you also have this side hustle, second job, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's... People have heard of the side hustle. Normally they think Uber or Lyft or selling stuff on eBay, (laughs) right? But you're a full-time dairy farmer, but what else do you do?
14: I also have a company called Hitchpin, which is a consulting company where I work with, right now, mostly other farm families. And I help them communicate with each other and help them come together to work more effectively towards their
0: business goals and their family goals. How long have you guys owned the farm? How long have you been on the farm?
14: We've been uh, owners of Heartwood Farm, our farm, for 15 years now. And uh, I've always had a part-time job Mm -hmm. off the farm. And uh, for years, I was a dairy cattle nutritionist. And then, as I was working with all those families and those businesses on nutrition, I realized many times they needed help with their people. That that was a gap, and I I like working with people. I I like learning about it and sharing those those ideas. And so I started, yeah, balancing the rations, but also leading team meetings and facilitating mm-hmm. or moderating difficult discussions and doing some leadership training. And uh, eventually, I was like, I think this I think this can be a business. And uh, and so I transitioned into uh, Hitchpin.
0: You were talking about how you work with farms. What types of farms? Ask for your help.
14: Usually it is a farm where they know they have some kind of a communication barrier or they're bringing a new partner in or they're transitioning uh, anytime they're just feeling like the the mojo isn't right um with the personalities among their team and it's uh I am always so incredibly proud that they are willing to ask for help because they have a nutritionist who comes in and balances their ration they have a veterinarian to help them with her they have a banker. They have a financial consultant. But when it comes to their most important asset, their people, so many do not have an advisor or a sounding board or a helper. And so I'm thrilled that I get to fill that important gap.
0: Tell me, how do you find the balance between owning the farm, operating the farm, and then also operating the second business?
14: Yeah. Oh A question I've never got before, Josh.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um,
14: you know, I, I believe that most uh, farmers are trying to balance multiple roles, mm-hmm. even if they are multiple roles within their farm business or their family. And so I, I don't think what I do is all that much different. And I I believe that if you have great people on your team and you continue to develop them and empower them, uh, it gives you more flexibility as as a leader. And with my dairy, we milk 300 cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, having your- a great team has allowed me to leave my farm and go and continue to work with other farm businesses. And I know I'm a better farmer because I can glean those ideas from, from my clients as well.
0: My dad back home in Michigan is a full-time hay and straw farmer. He's got about 800 acres in southeastern Michigan. But about three years ago, him and my mom were thinking... Okay, we'd kind of like a little bit of extra money, like most people in the world. So they created an embroidery business, and they run it out of our house uh, back in Holly, Michigan. And they had no experience uh, prior to this. And I think a lot of people were like, well, shouldn't you be focusing on the farm? Why are you doing this embroidery business? But. It does seem as though there's advantages to a side hustle within farming.
14: Yeah, yeah, I think farming is the kind of business where uh, it can it's 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 like all inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. It, it draws you in, and 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 we all see the farmers who are completely focused on that, mm-hmm. but then we also see those people who need a diversion, who need some other, usually fairly creative or outreach, you know, focused on other people that. have helps kind of feed their soul Mm -hmm. and helps them bring new energy back to their farm business. One of the things I love about the fact that, yeah, we have this farm and we have these employees, but hey, what my kids see is mom's doing all this other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I love that they can see that it's never too late to try something new. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to find some new way you can contribute to the world around you.
0: Yeah, my dad had been a hay and straw farmer probably since the age of... 17 or 18, and it wasn't until 30 years into farming that they created this embroidery business. And it's funny because he loves designing and embroidering hats. Super cool. And I never in my life saw my dad this gruff, tough can toss one hay bale with a pinky Yeah, guy loving this, but it, it's a creative outlet.
14: I think we have the millennials to thank for this because mm-hmm. this, this whole idea that y- yes and, right? You can be this and you can go do this other cool thing and we get to kind of car- compartmentalize mm-hmm. our, our pursuits and I love that. Um, you don't have to do the same thing forever, but it's also really cool if you do. Mm-hmm. Like both are fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is funny because it's it's just finding that balance. And I think you and, and my parents have found that balance. Now, I'm sure there's people that are listening. They're like, well, if I did ever create a side business or a side hustle, I have no idea what I would do. <laughs> but the possibilities are very endless.
14: Yeah. Yeah. There's
4: no doubt about it.
0: All right, Laura, thank you so much for stopping by. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin.
4: Hey, have you reserved your spot for the 2020 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo? Registration is open and there's no better time. The early bird deal ends January 12th. This year's expo, February 6th and 7th at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. Attendees will be able to connect with fellow corn and soy producers as well as pork producers and with a massive trade show featuring more than 100 companies and over 160 booths. There's plenty to see and do. Register at cornsoyexpo.org. Welcome back and as we look into our opening market numbers When it comes to
1: dairy, feed costs are the primary line item in most producers' budgets A team of researchers across the industry are studying ways to understand and identify genetic solution tools for feed efficiency Allowing dairy farmers to breed for cows that produce just as much or more milk on less feed Miles Ramsey reports for Holstein Association USA
10: The primary purpose of a dairy cow is to turn feed into milk. The more efficiently a cow completes this process, the better it is for a dairy producer's bottom line. Scientist John Cole is the acting research leader at USDA's Animal Genomics and Improvement Laboratory. He and others are working on a multi-year study to better understand and predict feed efficiency.
3: Feed accounts for more than half the cost of production of a unit of milk. And so we need to have a better handle on this as well. We've known actually uh, for, for decades that there's variation among individual animals and how much they eat when they're in lactation. But it's only been recently that we could collect information on a large scale.
10: USDA is collaborating with several universities and the Council on Dairy Cattle Breeding to offer genomic evaluations for residual feed intake, RFI. The CDCB anticipates sire evaluations for cow feed efficiency will be released in the future.
3: So genomics has, has taken it from the realm of strictly an idea into the world of something that's possible.
10: The heritability of RFI is high, Cole explains. That means genetic progress could happen rapidly, with each generation more efficient than the last producing more milk with less feed without sacrificing quality.
3: The idea is that you can change the animal's intake without having an unwanted effect on the milk composition or the milk volume.
10: The ultimate goal is to breed for a more efficient cow and improve profitability for the nation's dairy farmers.
3: If we produce more feed-efficient animals, that means we put fewer inputs into those animals. And it's both the direct impact, so less corn, less soybean meal, less uh, forage, and it's also all of the associated externalities, right? The external cost. And, and in the broad picture, it lets us come to the consumer and say, we're producing safe and healthful food for you and your family, and we're doing it with a lower environmental impact than we've ever had before.
10: For Holstein Association u s Today. I'm Miles Ramsey.
1: That was Miles Ramsey reporting for Holstein Association USA. And now here's a look at those opening market numbers. Cash corn will start the day at three eighty-eight and a quarter, which was down one and three quarter cents. While new crop corn is going to start out at four oh three. Cash bean prices were up a dime at $9.39 and a half, while new crop beans were at nine seventy-seven. Wheat prices will start down a quarter cent at five fifty six, with July twenty twenty wheat at five sixty one. January milk prices were up three cents at seventeen thirteen, with February milk up eleven cents at seventeen twenty four. That's been a look at your opening market numbers. We'll be back after
2: this.
6: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide.
6: Unleash your inner
11: geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania.
2: Hundreds of the most wanted
11: vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games, and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room. Online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania. Odana Road, across from Rust Air, Open Sunday through Thursday till 10. Friday and Saturday till midnight. Hey, one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com.
6: Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within, over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept, promises to oneself
10: a physical training event
6: promises to one's community
8: healthy people move debris out of their house
6: promises to one's country in the heart of every marine you'll find a promise a promise forever kept a promise of battles won
1: Many college students are enjoying winter break after having recently finished finals. And during finals week, they might have found that maybe the path they were on isn't the one that they want to stay on and that they're looking for a change. And maybe that change is going into a major that not a lot of people know about. I talked with Plia Zhang, who is the prospective student service coordinator at UW-Madison for the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, or CALS, about a lot of the majors that they offer that many people might not think about.
12: Yeah, so we have a total of 23 majors, and they range um, from social sciences to life sciences and agricultural sciences, so we are very unique in that we um, offer majors in those three areas, and then um, all of our majors fall into one or more of our priority themes. Um, So they include like healthy ecosystems, food systems, community economic development, bioenergy and bioproducts, and a few more. So, there's a lot of
1: opportunities for students within the CALS programs. Can you maybe highlight some of those majors that people might not think
12: about? Yes, for sure. So, um, I'll mention two of our social science majors. Um, So, um, we have agriculture and applied economics. Um, So, this is an applied economics major. So, you take concepts of econ and apply it to real-world problems. Um, They also use use the ag industry to teach econ concepts. So, they, so students will learn about global, environmental, and managerial economics. Um, you don't need to be from a foreign background to declare this major or have any interest in this major. Um, Ag and Applied Economics is a small major, but there's more opportunity to work with faculty. Um, and another social science major i like to highlight, so Life Sciences Communication, or LSE for short. Uh, so the LSE major teaches students how to understand the way we all make sense of um, increasingly complex scientific break um, that we often know um, little about. Um, so the theoretical background allows students to learn more effectively um, how to effectively communicate about controversial science topics um, such as um, environmental and natural resources, health, agriculture, new science technologies um, like gene editing and artificial intelligence.
1: What about some agricultural science majors?
12: So we have agronomy and social sciences. So um, agronomy is the process and science behind growing food fiber and fuel and this major allows students to concentrate in plant breeding and genetics plant biotechnology, plant protection or sustainable agriculture and then another agricultural sciences major um, that I like to highlight is soil sciences so uh, soil sciences is the environmental agriculture and natural resources uh, natural resource aspects of soils um, so areas of emphasis um, in this major uh, include um, soil economy, soil erosion management, soil fertility, and plant nutrition, soil physical and chemical characterization. And what about those life sciences majors? For um, our life sciences majors, so two of our... um, Popularly majors as well that we also like to highlight is biology and genetics. Um, so one unique thing about biology is that it's offered in both CALS and the College of Letters and Science, um, whether students choose to do it in either college. Um, <clears throat> in CALS, we only offer a Bachelor of Science degree, so students who are who do biology in CALS, then your science courses are more structured in your humanities um, Humanities, Arts, and Literature courses um, are flexible, So, um, and we also have a flexible science curriculum. So with the biology major, um, it's geared towards students who are interested in broad exposure to concepts and uh, methodologies of the biological sciences. Um, It also provides broad knowledge of biology and the scientific process. It is definitely a great choice for any student who is interested in postgraduate careers or um, any postgraduate careers in the biological science or health profession. And another unique thing about our biology program, so it's, um, you can do, there's a few options. So you can choose to do um, evolutionary biology, plant uh, biology, or just the regular um, biology no option major. Um, so that's biology, and then we also have genetics. So it's definitely a growing major in our college. So genetics is a general bio, um, biological science major for students who seek to understand how genes shape life uh, from the fundamental cellular functions to population dynamics. Um, so it also um, they also talk about genetic and genomic concepts in areas of medicine, biotechnology, biomedical research, agriculture, journalism, and public policy. Um, so it's definitely um, similar to biology. It's a broad insight into um, the Inheritance, gene function, um, genome organization, evolution, um, and cutting-edge genetic technologies and therapies.
1: It sounds like there are numerous opportunities for students who are interested in the Cal's program. You said that genetics was a growing major right now. What other? What are some other majors that have really been growing lately?
12: Yeah, so genetics is one of them. Um, From last year, we've seen environmental sciences has been growing. Uh, Life sciences communication has been growing, too. So life sciences communication is a very popular major that students can double major with. So we've seen an increase in that. Um, Also, nutritional sciences is also um, growing as well.
1: And is there anything else I should know about different agricultural majors in the CALS department or different majors in general in the CAL?
12: Department? Yeah, so uh, with our variety of 23 majors, um, we have a good variety for students to choose from. Um, So we have, so with our 23 um, majors, we also have three, so three of those. programs are degree programs. So what that means is that they are unique specialized degree programs um, for students. So that includes agricultural business management, uh, biological systems, engineering, and dietetics. Um, so those three are our CALS degree programs, meaning that um, students have to take certain prerequisite courses. Um, some, may, some of those degree programs Um, for instance biological systems engineering dietetics you have to take prerequisite courses and also get a certain GPA before you're officially um, admitted into them um, into the degree program and then these degree programs are certified so um, students who um, usually who declare dietetics or biological systems engineering they are working their way to become a registered dietitian or to become an engineer Um, Agricultural business management is also one of our degree programs they don't have any prerequisite um So if students are interested in that, they can definitely declare that as
1: well. That was Plia Zhang, the prospective students coordinator in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at UW-Madison. So for a lot of students, it's okay if you don't know exactly what you want to do or what you want to major in. You can change that. I did. I originally wanted to be a veterinarian, and now here I am talking on the radio. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone.
6: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.